great passage there about Christian service, and since this has been a weekend of service at Northside, I thought that was an appropriate scripture. I want to spend a little time celebrating the servants around here. Uh, I can't tell who they are because they're anonymous servants. Uh, for the most part, they serve in the shadows. And that's the, the title of this sermon. I thought about preaching about one particular woman. In Matthew chapter 10, or chapter 8, verses 14 and 15, it says that Peter had a mother-in-law. Now, so we know he had a wife. And a number of years later, a lot of years later, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 5, it mentions Peter's wife. Now, that's all we know about Peter's wife. I thought about preaching about Peter's wife, uh, but it wouldn't have been a very long sermon because we don't know anything about her. But do you understand she had to be a pretty special servant uh, to be married to the most famous preacher of the day, uh, to travel with him and go through the things that he went through uh, from Pentecost on to support him and to no doubt do the things that she was blessed to do. Uh, in the brand new church. But as wonderful she must have been, she served completely in obscurity. Completely anonymous. We don't know her name. We don't know anything about her. It's just that she was married to Peter. Uh, we've got a lot of anonymous servants around Northside. Uh, this weekend's Women Walking with God conference... Uh, has been happening for seven years now. Uh, each year, the women pick a theme, a, a topic for the conference, and this year's was confidence in Christ. Uh, once they've picked that topic, then they work at thinking of a, a visual that kind of ties that together, that's useful uh, for all the marketing materials and for the decorations and all of that. And this year, they thought confidence, confidence, what signifies confidence. And they tell me that it takes some confidence to wear bright red high heel shoes. Uh, so that kind of became their visual theme, and it went from there to a whole kinds of, all kinds of red shoes. Uh, but that's what all this is about. And once again, if you're in the proper half of the population, you get that. Uh, that, that means something to you. Uh, and I guess they're right because I've never worn a pair of red high heels. So I don't have that much confidence. Uh, the women's conference, for those of you that don't know, and if you've been around Northside very long, you know quite a bit about it. But if you don't attend it, you really don't know much about it. Uh, women come from all over. Uh, this year we had over 900 women in attendance. Uh, this auditorium uh, had 885, 885 uh, in here Friday night, and we had more over in an overflow room watching on a video screen. Uh, if this year, I haven't seen all the numbers yet, but if it's like all the others, uh, they came from over 13, 14, 15 states. Uh, they represented over a hundred different congregations of the Church of Christ. Uh, they come from everywhere in small numbers and large numbers. 
uh, have about 20 or so different uh, religious denominations represented, folks who are invited by uh, members here or somebody else uh, or come from the community. So it is a huge event. And when they come, and I, I just went through and picked out a few quick pictures from uh, this weekend that uh, we're going to run through those, just kind of give you the flavor of the weekend if you weren't here. Uh, when they get in the building, they're greeted uh, by greeters and ushers, and this year they were greeted by red shoes everywhere, uh, all over the lobby and everywhere else. Uh, they filled this place up. The decorations up here carried the theme out for them, and everywhere you looked, this room was full. Uh, way full of women. I went up to the balcony and uh, looked down, and if you look to the left or if you look to the right, uh, there weren't any empty seats in here. The place was completely full, and they were happy to see each other. Uh, they enjoyed their time together, their, their worship, and all the other things that go on during Women's Conference weekend. Uh, they laughed together. Uh, Lisa Smart was the comedian that came this year from Tennessee, uh, and I do have to say that woman is funny. Uh, I can't tell you what she said, but she's funny. Uh, it's a little bit of Las Vegas syndrome. What happens at conference stays at conference. <laughs> Uh, but she kept things rolling. Lynn Jones was the keynote speaker uh, again this year. She's done that a, a few times before, and the women uh, love to learn from her. Uh, this year, a new speaker was Deborah Houston, came from New York, uh, grew up in her father being a drug dealer in the hood, and uh, she's come to Christ later in life, and was, she can preach now. Uh, and uh, Nika Maples came from Texas, a great message and story that she had. Uh, all of that was interpreted for the deaf, so things are going on beyond what we're used to around here. Uh, Danielle Harrington brought some songs to the, the crowd and entertained them with that, and our own Kathy Bishop struck up the band. Uh, for those of you that weren't here, no, there wasn't a real band in here, but uh, almost. Uh, the acapella group uh, just left me. Uh, Zoe group, yes. Uh, I was thinking acapella. Zoe group came and uh, uh, led a couple of different sessions of worship and praise. Uh, they had more to do than just in here, though. When they had breaks and all that, the women had a shopping bonanza over in the fellowship hall, and it was full when they dismissed from here. Uh, you couldn't hardly get into fellowship hall sometimes because of all the things going on in there. There were lots of things to uh, booths to look at, uh, things to buy to remember the conference by. At lunchtime, it's always an amazing thing at lunchtime, 900 women get served box lunches uh, in just a couple of minutes. And then they spread out all over the building and eat everywhere, in all the classrooms and all the halls, and uh, somebody's eating almost anywhere. Uh, the women make new friends. Uh, a lot of people like to talk to the speakers and get some personal advice from them. Uh, some reuniting is done. Uh, Nika Maples was a speaker, and she's an old friend of Whitney's in, in Texas, and they were glad to get back together. 
Uh, some old-time Northsiders come back home. Uh, Ashley Welch came back to visit for the conference. Uh, people come from everywhere that used to be at Northside and get back together. And new people come that uh, have not been to conference before and meet folks that have invited them. Uh, here's three sisters that some of you know some of them, Millie Whitlow and Two of her sisters are were at the conference. Uh, the older demographic is there, and also some younger demographic was at the conference. Uh, so all kinds of folks come, uh, four generations, in a couple of different situations I caught. Uh, some four-generation ladies uh, came to the conference. So that's kind of a little flavor of it, but what I really want to talk about this awesome event is why can Northside do this? Now, this thing's a big deal. Uh, the, the speakers that come, and I'll talk about this a little more later, and the vendors that come and others that haven't been here before are just amazed at what goes on here at Northside. Uh, obviously, we have some talented people, and that's a part of it, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, we've got some t- talented people, but I think there's some biblical reasons. And I can't give you a full flavor of the conference with a few pictures, but I think I can give you some of the foundational answers uh, to why conference is the event that it is. So let's look at just a couple of Bible verses and think about why this thing happens. Uh, First of all, Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 6, piece of that verse says, The people had a mind to work. An event like this, something that comparable to conference or even close to conference, uh, there's no way it could happen without a whole lot of really hard work. And I think there's two pieces to thinking about that working. Uh, First of all is the hard work itself. it's unusual how much hard work goes on here. I was talking to the lady from the Zoe group that ran their uh, booth for them, and she said, I'm just sitting, and she sat in the vendor room most of the time, and she said, it's an amazing thing to watch. She said, uh, the women come in the shop and all that, and then they go back into the auditorium, and when they leave, all these men in black just appear. And they they just clean everything up and they start moving chairs and nobody's telling anybody what to do. They just all do it. And it just all happens kind of magically and then they go away. She said, I've never seen anything like that. She was, uh, I mean, she was astounded uh, at how that happens. Uh, I talked to another speaker who was telling me uh, how she's been to a lot of conferences where it's what she called chaos. She said they get off time and they're off track and nobody knows who's doing what next and, and all that. And she said, you guys, you keep it on track. Uh, you you guys know what's going on and who's happening when and all of that. And the ladies do an amazing job. Just one illustration. Uh, I stay back in the office a lot of the time and uh, the uh, feed from the Video comes back there so I can see what time things are and where things are. And yesterday afternoon, now this is binds you after almost all the conference, when most conferences are out of sync and way off time, uh, on the stream, Amy and uh, Kristen got up 
And after they got done, Elaine got up to introduce Lynn. And I thought, well, I better see where we are on schedule. So I looked at my watch as I turned around, and it said 316. And I turned around and picked the schedule up, the detailed schedule, and it said, Elaine, introduce Lynn, 316. <laughs> I said, I think they're doing pretty good. Uh, that's, that's the way the whole thing runs. That takes a lot of hard work. But <clears throat> the other side of that hard work thing that I think is worth emphasizing is that that work is all for him. It's not about the workers. Uh, none of it is for self. And, and just to illustrate that, uh, I did a little research. I looked through the program, and in the program that the ladies are handed when they come in, uh, where usually everybody's recognized that does anything, uh, in that program, you know how many Northsiders are named in that program? Two. Two are named, and they were performers. They weren't any of the support team or the management team or anything else. Uh, nobody else was named in the program. Uh, Peter's wife was pretty anonymous, uh, but so are the servants around here. Uh, how many Northsiders do you think were on stage over the last two days since we put this big thing on? Uh, I counted them up, and in addition to the two performers, there were four. That's all that took the stage. We had two that emceed the thing. Uh, one led singing. Uh, one did some intros. And that was it. The rest of them are not seen. They're anonymous. They're behind the scenes. Uh, if you counted up how many worked on this thing, I'm not sure that's possible, but if you could, and we've tried a little bit, you get pretty close to 200 real quick. Uh, you got four on the management team that kind of oversee everything and about 40 that are leaders of a team or a project or something, and then all of them have help that help them. Uh, and you got the men in black that work behind the scenes and support everything. Real close to 200 real quick. Ronald Reagan had a quote on his desk that said, There is no limit to the amount of good you can accomplish when you don't care who gets the credit. Uh, so the hard work is anonymous hard work. It's serving in the shadows, if you will. Um, to start a conference like this, to, to start an event like this, you, you know you need well, somebody to organize it. And you think, well, maybe we better have a speaker or somebody that can get up and announce things or something. And beyond that, if you start thinking what's required, it's an amazing thing, which brings me to 1 Peter 4.10. Uh, here's why this conference happens, or another reason. Peter said each one should use whatever spiritual gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace. That's what happens. Uh, and we find out to run this kind of event, uh, we don't just need an organizer or two. We need uh, artistic types and graphic artists and accountants and uh, techies and speakers and coffee shop managers and parking lot attendants and uh, people who can run a retail shop. You need everything. And God has got them here. 
Uh, God has brought them here over the years. Uh, we've got so many different spiritual gifts uh, that get used around here. And I picked a few more pictures just to show you a few of them. To run a conference like this, uh, you need a couple of construction engineers uh, or Roman soldiers, whichever, uh, that, can, that, can, that can get a cross up. Uh, and you, then you need a little more artistic person to, to finish it off and make the, the whole scene proper. Uh, you need somebody that can hang a chandelier out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, we didn't have anybody that knew how to do that, but we just told Bob to do it. So he did. Uh, he got them hung up there somehow. Uh, you need somebody that can organize name tags. Uh, get ready for 900 people to pick up their name tags. Uh, you need somebody that can get all the bathrooms outfitted right because every bathroom has to have the proper lotions and creams and hairsprays and some unknown items. Uh, all kinds of things have to be in there. And somebody's got to go buy all that and take care of all of it. Uh, you can't have a cafe at a women's conference without an awning over it, so you've got to have somebody to build the awning and upholster the awning uh, so that it's got black and zebra and crystals because... That's the way you do a cafe at a women's conference. Uh, if the theme involves red shoes, you got to have a whole lot of red shoes. Now, to do that, you got to have somebody with the gift of going into a shoe store and saying, would you loan us all your red shoes for two days? Okay. we got somebody that can do that. So we got red shoes everywhere. Uh, to really do it right, you need your own floral shop and your own florist. Uh, so we had... Not available. We've got somebody with that gift. And with that gift, you can have centerpieces that are in red shoes with red flowers and crosses and all kinds of things uh, so that you can put them in things like the elders' room that has been converted <laughs> to a, a feminine lounge uh, for all our speakers. Uh, you got to have somebody that can lead songs. Uh, leading 900 women in song is a unique gift, I think. Uh, you got to have some poised professional MCs to, to keep everything going and tie things together. You got to have people that can run video cameras to keep things uh, visible on the big screens. Uh, you got to have people that can run a coffee shop. And I, I don't know how much coffee 900 women drink in a day, but they served a lot of coffee. Uh, the floor gets dirty every once in a while. You got to have somebody that can sweep that in between. And yes, Linda, his hand did fit. But <laughs> he really can. I don't know if I was supposed to let that out of the bag, but uh, the women get to purchase CD albums uh, as they leave, and that takes a whole lot of work on Friday and Saturday night to get that many CDs duplicated and have all the albums ready. So you need a special team uh, with the gift of doing that. Uh, you need some sound techs that not only have some expertise, but all sorts of equipment to bring in also to add to our system around here. And kind of the ultimate behind the scenes is the, the men in black, we call them, uh, that just handle everything. And basically completely out of sight where it happens between events and nobody knows what all they're doing. Uh, but they get it done. Uh, now, one danger of being a man in black and hanging around 900 women, you got to watch them close because if they hang around 900 women for two days... <laughs> 
We had a men in black intervention. We think he's going to be all right. And you need somebody to keep the, the whole thing tied together. And these are the four women that are on the management team, or we're on it this year. It changes every year, so we've got all kinds of different people that do that. Uh, that's a huge commitment, a uh, huge commitment of time and energy uh, to serve in that role, and they did a great job, as they always do. All right, all of those different gifts combined to produce what happened over the last couple of days, uh, a fantastic event. That's not over yesterday. It, it's the ripples are going out from it today. Uh, there's a hundred congregations at least uh, that have something different going on today. That have some women that are uh, excited and encouraged and know things that they didn't know before and going to affect the lives of people around them. Uh, and it just goes on and on and who knows where all the influence goes from all of the hard work that happened here over the past 12 months. Now, I've talked about hard work and talent, or hard work and gifts. That's not really the secret. Uh, those two things are necessary. You've got to have hard workers, and you've got to have people with the spiritual gifts to, to make it happen. But there are a lot of churches, I would guess, that have that to the degree we have, or close to it, that still couldn't do what the Northside women do. And the verse that I want to focus in on is that, that makes all that happen, I think, it makes it possible, is Romans 14, verse 19. Paul said, let us pursue the things which make for peace and the building up of one another. That's a hard verse. Because you say that's not natural. That's not the way humans operate. Uh, humans don't always do what leads to peace. Uh, they don't always do what leads to building up other people. Usually, humans do what gets us what we want. Okay? Uh, that's the natural way. That's the human way. Uh, no way in the world a conference like just happened uh, could happen without this supernatural additive, with, without this spirit among everybody that works on conference. Uh, every one of them has got to be this way, whether it's the four on the management team or the, the 40 that lead teams or the 200 that do something, all of them have got to spend the whole 12 months or however long their project takes Thinking about, I got to do what leads to peace. And I got to do what leads to building others up. Now, I know we build up the, the 900 guests that we have, or 700, however many of them are guests. I, I know that we build them up. But I, I don't think it's much of a secret that it also builds up the sisters here. Because they all work with this mindset. And you may be saying, well, how can you say they all work that way? Because it wouldn't work otherwise. You know, now, I'm, are, am I trying to say that there's never a disagreement? There's never a questioning of, is this the best way to do it? Is there never a hurt feeling? And no, I'm sure there's a lot of that. 
But when that happens, everybody that's involved does Romans 14, 19. They say, all right, even though I don't agree with that, even though that's not the way I'd do it, even though that's not the best way I think, even though what they told me and the feedback I got kind of hurt my feelings, I'm still going to work for peace. I'm still going to do what builds other people up. Uh, So we've got to have that. It's the only way it could possibly work. Now, to do that, there's some subverses that I just thought I'd mention quickly. Uh, Ephesians 4.2 is a part of that. Our women have to be completely humble and gentle. They have to be patient. They have to bear with one another. Bear with, that's a hard word. It means to suffer, to endure, to take it. Uh, even when the decision goes against what you think's right. You gotta swallow your pride, you gotta accept it, you gotta make things happen. It's the only way something like this can work. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 21. Says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. We've studied that before. We know that's a military term. You line up under the right rank and everything happens. Well, this isn't a military operation. And we got an organizational chart, kind of, but it's not thought of that way. Uh, in Christianity, that means everybody submits to everybody else. It means a voluntary attitude of, yeah, I'll give in, I'll cooperate, I'll make it happen, I'll work for peace, I'll work at building other people up, I'll submit for a conference like this to happen. There's a whole lot of submitting going on, a whole lot of it. Last verse, let me show you and we'll be done, uh, Philippians chapter 4 on verse 6 and 7. Paul said, don't, let, don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Uh, the conference has got hard workers. we got talented people. They work in a Christian way by submitting to one another and working for peace and working to build one another up. But on top of all that, they cover this whole thing in prayer. Uh, the women from the, the very start, from conference number one, uh, decided that that was the only way this could happen. And they were right. It really is the only way it can happen. So they have hooked the whole conference up to life support. Uh, they have somebody in charge of prayer teams. They have prayer warriors working on specific requests. They communicate what needs to be prayed for. Uh, and they send those out to everybody and... Send constant reminders of pray for this and about this. Uh, There's a reason that the logo, the biggest word in it is God. Because he's who makes this happen. Uh, Yeah, we've got hard workers and we've got some talented people and all that, but he's the one that makes it all happen. Uh, He does immeasurably more than we've ever thought or ask. He just continually blesses above what anybody's even envisioned. 
uh, he is the biggest part of this. And the prayer team and all everybody involved that prays uh, petitions him specifically, thanks him specifically, requests specific things, and he takes care of them. He makes it happen. He did it again this year. Uh, not everyone gets to experience women walking with God, and that's why I'd like to share a little bit each year and, and talk about it. Uh, if you don't experience, you can't really understand it. I don't understand it completely because I'm not in on all of it and stay out of the way most of the time. Uh, but I do know a couple of things about it. Women Walking with God Conference for seven years now has been blessed by God, and it glorifies God. Uh, I, I know those two things are true. Um, I thank everyone involved. Uh, I praise everyone involved. Uh, it's a magnificent program and uh, yields glory to God way beyond what we can even imagine. If you're here this morning and thinking about confidence in Christ, if you would have heard the speakers yesterday, you would have known that in Christ is the only place to be. Uh, it's the only way to be, is to be in Christ. And if you're not in Christ uh, and know what to do about that, we'd love to help you put him on in baptism today. If you don't know what that entails, we'd love to talk to you and study with you. So uh, come and tell one of us you'd like to talk about that some more. But if you're ready to do something today to be in Christ, let's stand and sing a song and you come.